So you caught your son looking at gay porn. Is it normal for Christian kids to look at gay porn first? My parents don't like me being on the internet alone. Wait, back on the shit list. So they've been fucking for years now. I would love you to take a picture of my inside so you can show me afterwards. None of the men had clothes on, and I liked that. Bounce your eyes, wit. Keep up talking about the boobies thing. I don't have enough blood. You can't get my fucking name right! What's my name, bitch? Yes! Hi! Welcome to Two Wits and One Cup! Came in real hot! Yeah, I gotta come in happy with this one. The initiative is great. Yeah, this is the episode that Pidge really starts to work up the ranks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, seeing as they still are in guest star status. Started from the bottom, now I'm slightly above the bottom. You did bring those lovely bagels for us. Did you get bagels? Because I didn't get bagels. So much for bagels. Should we introduce ourselves? Or do you think everyone listened to the first episode and remembers exactly who we are and every detail that we shared about ourselves in the first episode? Also, yes. We are memorable, but there is that thing about threes that you always forget the third one of something. Oh. We can't leave Purse out. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Was that a joke against me? went straight for the third wheel. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I know I'm the <laughs> okay. uh, the interlocutor. <laughs> you're the you're the interloper as far as our adventures in Odyssey goes, but as far as your sex life, I'm the interloper. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, Percy, you and I have been going on family vacations longer. That's true. That's true. So some complicated history we all have together. And that's why we started a podcast. <laughs> That wasn't yeah. a, that wasn't a segue. That was just the truth. <laughs> but also, <laughs> what a great segue! Also, you know what it wasn't? An introduction. Hi, I'm Pigeon. <laughs> I use they them pronouns. Hi, Pigeon. Hello. Oh, hi, Pigeon. <laughs> Who are you? I was gonna jump in. <laughs> I'm Percy. I use he him pronouns. Hi, Percy. My name is Parsnip. Oh, wait, I did a bunch of nicknames last time. My name was Snippity Snap. Snip Snap Paddywhack. Snip Snap Paddywhack. Give my dog a boner. I use she, her pronouns. Your favorite she, her. (laughs) I like it. Perfect. Yep. Uh, Oh, I I was also thinking whenever we decide we want to actually get started with our podcast, our our go-to phrase should, y'all want to go potty? (laughs) Okay, but we can't really be in a podcast named Two Wits, One Cup and then start with the tagline, do you want to go potty? (laughs) Yes, actually. Two on the nose. It's It's so much. It's asking them to do so much. (laughs) Have you ever worn a hat on a hat? It looks incredible. I'm layering advice from your local queer podcast, but... Uh, I do just think these are good, reputable people, people that grew up on the foundations of focus on the family. They I'm not sure are ready for this level of leftist smut. That's a fair point. Okay, so we won't say let's go potty. (laughs) 
<laughs> but, I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> but can we can we refer to our podcast as the potty? Uh, yes, we can, but in private. I think that's something that we should keep to ourselves. Don't <laughs> okay. you? All right, fine. I don't fine, know. Fine. I think the potty is Liddy. It's going to catch on. The kids are going to be saying it. It's going to be all over. Well, if we keep saying it, surely it will be. I'm just not so much a poop joke person. Vomit? Vomit all day. That's funny. Poop? Just, ew. It's, Literal, just, it's just gross. Literally, our ew. podcast is a poop joke, right? I mean, I've, I've never actually seen the video, but there's poop. Actually, this is a good moment to go into more of the lore of the title of our podcast. Because, in fact, Pigeon... Would you like to describe the location of the first place you saw Two Girls, One Cup? It was shown to me when I was a seventh grader at youth group. <laughs> Our Tuesday night youth group. Well, that's so, where just, it went wrong. A Tuesday night youth group? Who the fuck's ever heard of that? We were different <laughs> because everyone else was doing youth groups on Wednesdays or Sunday nights, right? So we wanted to get kids to church on one of the very few nights that wasn't already monopolized <laughs> is well, that the system to. they just have like a, one church open each night of the week to drop your kids off at so you <clears throat> never actually have to have a night at home alone with it's them. a joke but we uh we actually thought about this <laughs> we were like <laughs> all these youth groups are so busy but we want kids to come to ours <laughs> they didn't because they are already going to youth group another night of the week why would they come to another one <laughs> I didn't want to go the night that I was going, so. I loved youth group. I was so good at youth group. I'm fucking majored in youth group. Yeah, you were extraordinarily good at youth group. I don't know what it was. Your you brother, extraordinarily bad at youth group. Terrible. He's, well, he's gay now, so look how so that turned out. For, shut. I thought we weren't revealing what kind of queers <laughs> we, we were. We all kind of are. are you, I can't believe you just outed me publicly. Oh, <sighs> I apologize. Yeah. I apologize, Percy. You know, yeah. it's if anybody wants to look up uh, Percy's back uh, log of of intimate gay stories <laughs> <laughs> available on Amazon now. <laughs> That's true. But That's don't true. Don't worry. It's no indication of their sexuality. <laughs> no, I'm completely straight. I am just also a gay erotica author. Percy Popham, you can find me. Um my, my newest novel, The Ghost of Bristol Manor, deals with religious trauma, and it's very, it's sexy. I'd call my books, they're steamy, they're dreamy, mm. they're creamy, and they're teamy, because ultimately, at the end of the day, they all come down to the power of teamwork, which is what we are doing here. We are doing teamwork with our yeah, podcast. We are. we are. Yeah. Thanks for letting me do a commercial. You're welcome. Did we want to do our uh, Focus on the Family ad for this week? Yeah. Uh, do, do Is that always you, or does Paige nope. want to take it? I'm not doing it again. Look, I, the weight of this cannot be on me. If all of us are going to break our stance on this and take money from Focus on the Family, we all have to contribute equally. I'm okay. sorry. That's just I how haven't this seen works. anything across my desk yet. We We remember, as per last week, the shady business dealings did not come my way did they come your way yeah because we prayed for those shady business dealings they came obviously <sighs> we prayed for them yeah i always come when i pray for me everyone i pray <laughs> for always comes uh, hey pitch you want to do you want to do a you want to do a skit as our focus on the family ad do some improv comedy 
No, they do not. Okay. I was trying. I was trying wow. to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I was trying to come up with a, with like you know those like infomercial. What do you do when you have this problem? But I was trying to come up with something, and I just, I, I, I beefed it. I'm so sorry. That was a great ad, actually. Oh yeah. Focus on the family. Just beef it. <laughs> I love that. It. That is a lot better than what I was going to do. I was just going to be like, so you caught your son looking at gay porn. What now? Yeah. No, this is this is a perfect segue into today's episode. It is. And actually, I am going to me saying, so you caught your son looking at gay porn is not a foreign thing that happened in my family. And I'm actually going to refer to it because of today's episode. Thank you, Pidge. Oh, yeah, you're right. That does kind of come up. Yeah. So today we will be reviewing episode 458, Red Herring, originally Woo-hoo! released December 9th, 2000. And it was, I, I read it was the end of the 2000 season. So after this episode, I think listeners had to wait another like three or four months before they got to find out what happened next. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's right, because there was a week between the one that we listened to last time and then this one. Mm-hmm. So they really were sort of leaving you with a kind of a cliffhanger yeah. for the Christmas season. Hey, all you guys, gals, and non-binary pals, you know what that means. means that episode was recorded before 9-11. Wow. Hey, Purse, where were you on 9-11? I was in church on my knees begging for forgiveness. I was at church, too. Wow. Uh, I was at the grocery store. Oh, <laughs> ruin it. we discussed this. No, just say no, you, you know what? Let's keep it. Let's you keep okay? it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We don't have to this script week, our we were together. Yeah. Yeah. We were at church together at youth yeah. group. Yeah. On a what day of the week was it? Do you, oh, wait, well, I think it was a Tuesday. Tuesday. Does it it a Tuesday. Tuesday. You guys were at was, my youth We were at, we at Pidge's church. <laughs> yes, we were at Pidge's youth group. <laughs> and they went to the grocery store to get something to get root beer. Yeah, and to root beer, no, a can of root beer, so that they could put a sock from the grossest kid in the youth group mm-hmm. over the top of the can of the root beer and then make one of the popular kids drink it at the beginning of youth group. We're all the same in God's eyes. Yeah, and, and make that kid wear that wet sock for the rest of youth group also. <laughs> that honestly is the cleanest that sock has been in weeks, though. Yeah. If anything, he should be thanking you for giving it a partial wash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it of was co- nasty I, that they did that. I think we should point out famously, of course, Pidge's youth group did meet on Tuesday mornings. Yes, Tuesday mornings. <laughs> That's when kids were most available back then, back in 2001. Yeah, never That's mind that would... the, the, the church that that youth group was a part of wasn't founded yet. Uh, pay no attention, but uh, that, that's, that's all also where we were. Also, the fact that we weren't youth group age, I was nine. Um, We were founding the church. You yeah, forget. The, the world's you first child-founded church. Yeah, it was like children of the corn, but for God. Well, that was kind of for God. Jesus did say that we were supposed to become like children, and we just decided we are children. So we must be exactly what he wants. Children that are equally chaotic to the children in this episode of Adventures. Thank you so much. The choices choices that we all make on computers today 
are only possible because Alex and Cowl made the <laughs> decisions on this computer. Oh, I love I love these boys, okay. and I hate so, I'm them. so sorry. We have to we have to get there, but oh my goodness, this is such a 2000s technology episode. Literally I love it. 2000. It's very uncomfy. Very yeah. uncomfy. Remember that Y2K just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, Like a year before. I think to kind of guide us a little further along, I'll just read Adventures on Odyssey's official description of this episode. Ooh, okay. Alex Jefferson and his cousin, Cal Jordan, attempt to find out what Eugene is doing at Campbell College. This could not be more boring. <laughs> that was the entire description. Yes, yes. That, There's no suggestion you know, of any intrigue or of any sort of nefariousness. Yeah. Despite the fact that we just listened to that episode, I kind of forgot that the reason that they got into everything was because they saw Eugene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad, story. though, for that description because it did help me remember that part. Yeah. Because I was definitely going to leave that out. Uh, but anyway, we opened this episode... At a class field trip at Campbell Community College. Yeah, Campbell County Community College. Campbell what? Campbell County Community College. Oh, okay. Which is why Pigeon said quadruple C. Quad C. Yeah, Yeah, not to be confused with the CCCP, which is the thing that Focus on the Family vehemently hates. (laughs) And so does this podcast. (laughs) That's a joke. mm, I love it. Am I going to be controversial and say that I'm a pro-Soviet Union member of this podcast? Oh, my goodness. I've never I've, I've never been on this position before. Oh, no, I'm going to get called the tanky. Oh, no. I've never been I... anti-Soviet Union. I even kind of rooted for them in Miracle. <laughs> to be fair, we all kind of were for a while. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted them to win the war in Afghanistan, the first one. Because I thought it was cool. And if they had won the first one, we wouldn't have had the second one. You, there, it's, and then it comes back to that 9-11 wouldn't have happened. Oh, my goodness. And then we wouldn't Topical. be able – where were you on 9-11? And oh, no. I was at church. <laughs> Wait, guys, I think we're going in circles. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Did this you episode. not leave the crumbs? <laughs> Pidge, I specifically gave you those graham crackers to leave a trail. <laughs> They just dropped that in my pocket, and I've been going in circles this whole time. You just left them. You just left a packet of graham crackers on the ground. You just left them behind. We didn't hear that. Come on. Paige, come on. You had one job. It was a trail. You know what, Paige? I forgive you. You I'm I'm sorry I yelled. You know what? Let's just just go back to Campbell Campbell County Community College. Let's try to see what Eugene's up to. Those are better times. Okay, so... We're at Campbell Community College at a field yeah. trip. Yeah, to the planetarium. A local community college has a full-blown planetarium yes. that school children come to on a field trip? Are you kidding me? Yes, Pigeon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I wish well, our community is... colleges were half as cool. Well, Campbell County Community College is the premier edu- post-secondary education institution in the United States of America because Eugene Meltzner has been going there for 35 years and still hasn't graduated. That's how rigorous the coursework is. <laughs> well, he's a lifelong learner. Do we know what the college's mascot is? 
Crusaders. Oh I don't know. Probably. It probably is. <laughs> that, following the sea tradition. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quad C. Uh, I mean, Pentacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then that's another P. Oh, my goodness. From Percy, Pidge, and Parsnip. And Pensy. And Pensy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, we're really getting off track. Miss Haley is deeply, deeply concerned that her students are going to stir up some shit because she threatens them that if they don't behave, they won't be able to go to Old West Fun World, whatever the fuck that is, in March. Which I think is almost a stand-in for, like, Silver Dollar City or something, right? So, like, it's yeah. gotta be, like, a Midwest, like, sort of old-timey theme park, but they couldn't actually say that. Yeah, I, I think that's correct. I also, the entire class's reaction is like, "Ah, well, fuck! We can't behave." There's this one kid whose response is, "But I wanted to go there." <laughs> it was incredible, as if this kid has already decided that trying to behave is a lost cause. It's fantastic. It's <laughs> just a fun little, fun little snippet from Adventures in Odyssey. We're just, we're just resigned to the fact that we're not gonna go to. Oh. <laughs> The old west country fun fun town splash town <laughs> mock all you want though these kids were absolutely correct they are not going there because she didn't even finish the sentence before cal and alex started just di- like dipping the, from the whole group wandering off because they see somebody they thought they recognized yeah yeah that's true they didn't even hesitate he was just like oh I- i'm just going off yeah Cal is kind of the worst. I can't decide if Cal is cool or if he's the worst. Yeah. You know? As a kid, wait, as a kid, what was your perspective? And has it changed? Cal was probably cool when I was a kid, but I was, I also recognized that I was more like Alex. I think my kid brain had zero criticism for Cal. Yeah. He just wanted to know. He's just like the good guy. Yeah, like the, the bad boy, the cool kid. I think, actually, what it is, both of you know my brother, mm-hmm. yes. and I think that my child brain is like, there's no other option. You're just going to get sucked into it anyway. Don't resist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let the chaos take you. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty fair. It was a survival uh, skill. I think we've already <laughs> said this, but for our listeners who don't remember, Cal and Alex are cousins, and uh, they're also friends, I guess. And uh, Alex's mom works at campbell county community college go crusaders that's true that's true mm-hmm. go oh, crusaders also i do i have a fun fun little trivia note about the kids mm-hmm. who play alex and cal the kid who plays alex was Lesbians? spanky no, no was spanky oh. in the 1994 film little rascals <gasps> no way heck yes yeah. i yes. watched that one so much as a kid that's actually super cool i know my grandma had it on vhs and i've only ever seen it at her house i don't think i've ever seen that film anywhere else oh so and then the the kid who plays cal his name is adam pavlakovich his mom is katie lee who plays connie what you know that that makes a lot of sense nepotism it doesn't surprise me yeah at all that there's some nepotism happening at focus in the on the family mm-hmm. focus on the family focus on employing the family yeah that's wow yeah nepotism it's in the cards also i'm pretty sure i had a crush on alex's voice as a kid 
I think I liked Cal's voice as a kid. Hmm. Pidge, what would you have liked as a kid? Rather, what what kid voice are you attracted to now as an adult? <laughs> I was going to say the thing that I would have been really upset about is not going to the planetarium. I'm such a space uh, kid. Yeah. You couldn't have convinced me to go walk away. You want, you want me to go chase after some <laughs> adult when I have a chance to go to the planetarium? B- bitch, I'm going to look at some planets. And it's not even a cool adult. It's Eugene Meltzner, okay? Yeah, come it wasn't even on. Like, it wasn't even like it was Wooten Bassett. Do you mean to and... tell me he's got rings like Saturn? No. Does he have a, <laughs> a storm going on that I can see? No, he's not fucking Jupiter. Get out of here. Is it called, is he named Uranus? Um, <laughs> no, I also want to point out that Eugene works at Wit's End. They see him all the time. But he hasn't been working there recently. Well, recently, but... They still see him. Well, they have seen him a lot. He's like a normal part of their lives. I don't know. It just is like. But they also follow him through like a doorway (laughs) and a hallway and like back to some other place. Like this isn't just like an around the corner or like a different part of this community college. Like I feel like they're it it almost makes it seem like they're half a building away before they're like, oh, look at this sign. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it set the scene. So Eugene. Or who, what appears to be Eugene. I don't know. They didn't talk to him. So Eugene uh, in the lab coat, walking away from them. He's walking fairly quickly. The kids are following him through a couple of hallways. They're calling out his name. They go, guess he didn't hear us. And then they suddenly realize we're in the restricted area. Oh, no. Yeah, there's oh, like a... There's, golly. There's, there's a red and yellow sign that says, warning, restricted area. Security clearance required. And Alex freaks out, but but Cal goes, uh, he's like, we can investigate, it's fine. And he says, quote, this is Campbell College, not the Pentagon. What happens nine months after this? This is this line <gasps> is basically the sperm fertilizing the egg of 9-11. Um, anyway, so they are in this restricted area, and then out of nowhere, this like bodyguard type figure shows up and goes Looks like you boys are lost. <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> that sounded so much like him. Uh, <laughs> I played him in the episode. Wow. And like, yeah. Alex crumples immediately. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's just like profligating himself. Like, oh, I'm so, yes, we are completely lost. And I, I can imagine his cow being like, what the fuck? Like, Come on, man. We're in this together. Why are you writing us out immediately? Yeah. Cal would definitely swear because he's cool. We yeah. cannot emphasize how cool this kid is. And Alex has l- literally zero spine. Yeah. Um, scene two. Um, but it, no, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Oh, we no. didn't end that scene because this man that uh, was scary seeming was actually incredibly helpful. Because he, nothing happened. They were like, oh, oops, sorry, we're here. And then he goes, you got to go two doorways down to the left to get back to your group. And then they're like, okay, sounds good. Bye. And then nothing happened. Well, and then That's they run true. into Alex's mom. But then nothing happens no, they run into Alex's Ms. mom is Ms. a huge... Haley. Miss Haley, oh, the oh. teacher. Uh, the, the, the teacher finds him as like, ah, there you are. Oh. Which, I if, I had, if I had run off on a field trip as a kid, I don't think the teacher would have been like, oh, shucks, let's get you just back to the group. Like... Honestly, Cal seems. I would have been seems, in trouble. <laughs> Cal honestly seems like the kind of kid who needs a, a like a para with him on a field trip. 
In 2000? Yeah. It's a no, lot he could ask. just have one of those backpacks that look like monkeys and like the para is the handler holding the tail. <laughs> that, it makes me, like, I would be so irritated by that if I was leashed by somebody as a child. I don't think that I would ever recover from it. Well, we don't anyway. have to worry because we that surely did, there was no para for Cal. You bring up a good point because we didn't have no child left behind yet. It was still 2000. Thank oh, yes, yeah, right. Thank you <laughs> for the emotional hug. Taken off his... <laughs> uh, scene um, two. Yeah. Can we yes. do scene two, please? Yeah, yeah. Yep. We, we, we go to wit's end, finally. <laughs> yeah. And I, Come on. It's only been 26 minutes. This is exactly on pace for us. <laughs> I actually feel like we're a little bit ahead of pace from last time. Yeah, we're just enjoying each other's company. That's true. It's all the same. Friends. Time is relative, and you should enjoy... The time that you have with your friends. To fellowship. To scene two. I, I like any show where uh, characters arrive somewhere and then they wait to arrive somewhere and then discuss what happened at the previous place they were. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. So Cal, Cal provides us some explanatory expo- exposition as they enter Wit's End and goes, so we got a lecture from Miss Haley. Big deal. So we know they're not going to learn their lesson. Mm-hmm. But she didn't necessarily let on that they weren't going to be able to go to the the Western Yahoo Fun yeah. Town. But they did At have least a, yet, not yet. They did have a consequence. Does anyone remember what it was? We have to talk about it on this podcast of all podcasts. You don't remember? What was the consequence? They had to hold hands the rest of the trip. Was that the consequence? Yeah. I do Gay. not remember that. I had completely Gay. blocked that out. Wow, maybe it wasn't part of our our version. Did have an ad for uh, Bring Your Bible to School Day? Yes, I had that too. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know we, we listened to different versions and we missed the gay part because we were listening to no. Bring Your Bible to School Day. <laughs> I would. It wouldn't surprise me if they if Focus on the Family later was like, "Ooh, you're right. This is too gay. We should take it out." But Alex, Alex does, you know. He says things that sound good, but from this side of the coming out process, I grew up Christian and gay. Now that Snip has spilled my mm-hmm. secret, I grew up Christian and gay. I said the exact same things that Alex is saying in this scene because he says it was humiliating. And Cal's like, it's fine, whatever. And Alex goes, it was humiliating. I think I was emotionally damaged. Oh. From holding hands with a boy at the planetarium for what the next, like, hour hour and a half code four Ooh, i'm gay you couldn't see what i did but it was adorable <laughs> the way alex is protesting is exactly the way you would protest if you're 12 years old christian and gay yeah that's all i'm saying you're right we got Although a trusty gator on this one it is his cousin so i don't know i mean two boys I mean, can't conceive like... so is that okay for cousins <laughs> You know, we need to have a separate conversation about this because I have actually been wondering this lately. Been thinking about your cousins sexually? <laughs> I'm married. Well, no, just the, the legal and, like, ethical implications. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's really, like... I'm seriously uh, She's been munching on this for a while. Doesn't with, like, matter. no ulterior motive, to, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to have to cut that out of the podcast. Do you seriously want me to take that out of the podcast? Well, I don't know if it's interesting or not to be like, I don't know if 
like consenting incest is a bad thing. <laughs> in the second episode. It's a weird Let's thing to put in the second episode. <laughs> well, if everybody's consenting, I don't understand what the problem is. But I also like, I don't know. <laughs> So at this point, Anna is saying she thinks it's okay for Anna? Alex and Kat. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, uh, excuse me. Let me. Let me just. Can we just? At this point, Pidge is saying that she believes Pidge? that. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. At this What's point. What's my name? What's my name, Percy? Stop being funny. I'm cutting this all out. <laughs> Alex. Uh, fuck. Alex. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> What's my name, bitch? <laughs> you know what? I get called the wrong name all day at work. <laughs> I get in this call with a person I've known since I was probably six years old, and you can't get my fucking name right! <laughs> Snip. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> it was about incest. <laughs> so now all of this is staying in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What Snip is saying is that she thinks that Cal and Alex should have sex. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> and it As took us five minutes to get here. Adults. Once they reach consenting adulthood, which they yeah, are very now. They're clearly children here. They should be engaging in no sexual activity. But again, they were children this age in 2000. So they're probably, well, they're hella old compared to us. So Yeah. Yeah. So they've been fucking for years now. Yeah. So it's and fine. probably they've been fucking guilt free for the last like year, year and a half, because mm-hmm. that's how long it takes to stop right. feeling guilty about gay sex. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Cal and Alex right. a- agree that there's an interesting mystery about Eugene. And Cal asks, "Do you think that Eugene is a secret agent?" This is weird. What? What secret? It's it's just like, oh, we went on a field trip. We saw a guy we thought we recognized. He didn't respond to the name we called. It's a big secret. It's a conspiracy. How how do you extrapolate spy out of this? Like, I just, I don't get it. He went to the the security zone, but like, just because someplace has like, it's like high security or whatever, doesn't mean that it's nefarious. It could just mean chemicals or just shit we don't want other people messing around with but yeah this is cal we're yeah. talking about snip you might be the only person who understands this and i hope you understand it otherwise i really have poison brain I'm cal is, is the reincarnation of lawrence hodges you yes Laura? yeah oh, oh my no. god i loved lawrence hodges uh, lawrence can i was just great. say i love yeah. that kind of voice i was i just that yeah anyway that's why he was my favorite yeah, Pitch, do you you sounded like you recognize Lawrence Hodges? I I, I, I know the voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Alex goes. Secret agents wear sunglasses and drive around in cool cars. Eugene wears Coke bottle glasses and rides around on a bike. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Thank you for keeping your feet solidly on the ground, Alex, and recognizing that Eugene is just a nerd. 
Oh, I meant good for him biking around oh. in 2000. But yeah, he's doing more to save the planet than than uh, these kids ever did. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what they did after this saga. Was he voting Al Gore? Eugene, no, he was a Christian by this point. Yeah, but he's a biking Christian and a scientist who works at a university. That it, hmm, maybe he bikes to work because he gives all his money away. To help the I think poor. Percy, you know, I think this is a moment that you should practice open mindedness. I am. I think that you came into this with some preconceived notions about Eugene. And I just want you to consider a different perspective. It's all I'm asking. Okay. All right. Good point. Eugene voted for Al Gore. Back at Wit's End. Connie bursts in and asks the boys to join her on Candid Conversations with Connie in two minutes. Yeah, she says, you want to be on the radio show? And they're like, no, not really. And then she says, okay, great. We're going live in two minutes. <laughs> I love that we get back-to-back episodes with Candid Conversations with Connie. Yeah, and with her just blatantly disregarding the needs of her guests. Yes, these are two bangers of, ep- of Candid Conversations with uh, Connie episodes. So now we're in the studio for Connie's show. I really like the candid control that Connie has. She's very good at uh, being the Pied Piper of children to make them come (laughs) to the radio radio, uh, recording area of Wit's End. (laughs) Gross. That's where the graham crackers went. She was lining them up to make kids follow straight to the recording room. Yeah, they have two minutes to get up there. Yeah. I like that. This time, as was the last episode, Connie describes her show as the show with fascinating topics and fascinating guests. Where last week it was where interesting people talk about interesting things. Oh, so I guess she's she's workshopping some ideas here, or she just genuinely forgot. Yeah, that could be. Anyway, they're pretty similar. Snip, uh, how does she begin? She very responsibly, and as a person who works with children on the daily. Gives the children's full names, and because it's a live show, their location. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> live from Wits End. These exact children. And I'm you know why they're together minors. is because yeah. one of their parents is gone, and we don't know where he is, and we don't know when he'll be back. <laughs> there will be there will be a, older adults with more authority who put these kids in another dangerous situation a more dangerous situation later in this episode so yeah get used to it the topic that connie decides for these children (laughs) on a live radio show is keeping secrets from your friends what every kid needs is an adult grilling them about their secrets on live radio (laughs) yeah Hey, hey percy Hey, yeah. Parsnip. Uh-huh. You guys, y'all keeping secrets from me? Yes. I kept a really big secret from you, actually, until recently, when I proposed to you. <gasps> I was keeping that secret, too, because I knew about it. Yeah, that was cute. It was, it was very sweet. Yeah, a pitch. Okay, that, that's a fine secret to keep from yeah. me, but uh, you might have to tell that to Connie. Yeah, what, what would Connie respond to? Like, I gave a good secret. Does she think that all secrets are bad? Maybe. I mean, Connie's pretty black and white with things sometimes, so. But she was taught to be black and white about things by wit. She used to be a lot more thought out before Mm -hmm. she came to Odyssey. (laughs) And became a Christian, yes. Yeah. (laughs) She used to not tell children's full names and location (laughs) on a live radio show. (laughs) And then she met wit and it all changed. (laughs) 
<laughs> Both boys say they've never kept a secret from a friend. Despite them believing that they have an active secret about the spy Eugene Meltzner. So yes. uh, it's like, ooh, I'm nervous and hiding something. That's not a secret kept from a friend. That's a secret shared between two friends. And future lovers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That, and, that's podcast. An- and that's another secret they'll have to keep because their parents will never approve. So it starts getting kind of awkward because she's mm-hmm. like, oh, you guys don't have any secrets. So what else can we talk about? Because she's obviously not going to answer the question if she has right. any secrets that she's yeah. not to- not told a friend. Connie does not prepare beyond one single question per episode. <laughs> Last week it was, how are things going at the Timothy Center? And this week it is, should friends keep secrets from friends? And that's it. You know what, though, Purse? This is what happens when you have a 24-hour news cycle. Okay, Candid mm. Conversations with Connie? You don't have to report on everything. Give your reporters a break. Unionize. That's all I can say. Unionize Candid Conversations with Connie journalists. It's time for you to take your life back. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> if they had time to prepare, I'm sure they would have prepared. These are these are world-class journalists. They are working in Odyssey alongside Campbell Community College sometimes whenever they come up as a topic. And I will say some of the craziest shit does happen in Odyssey. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, that's all that matters is Odyssey. (laughs) Odyssey is the only place. (laughs) Don Lemon wishes he could cover the news in Odyssey USA. And to hear about all the really cool bugs that Alex is into. Oh, yeah, that was the. Okay, so Alex offers up the bugs so that they stop well, talking what Cal wants to talk about, which is mm-hmm. what happened at uh, the commu- Campbell Community College. Uh, we also forgot to mention that the kids pointed out, we're not interesting guests. Why aren't you interviewing Wit? And Connie says that he went to somewhere. Where was it? Connellsville. Connellsville. Sorry, I couldn't remember the name of it. They all start with C. Connellsville. And in, in for those who don't remember, Connellsville. <sighs> is where the black people live. Um, every character in Connellsville is coded black, and um, it's it's upsetting to listen to it as an adult. <laughs> Great show yeah. for kids. Yeah. Just hearing that now, I did not know that. That sounds... Um, yeah, hmm. we'll get, to, we'll get to go to Connellsville uh, later in the Novacom saga, and you'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> It definitely makes sense that uh, white Christians in the late 90s would, in their fantasy world, have a whole separate town where the black people lived. That <laughs> yeah. just, that completely tracks with everything I, they, I, <laughs> I knew about yeah. growing up. They do let a few into Odyssey. Like, the Washingtons got to come to Odyssey, but they went to church mm-hmm. and the parents were married, so they were allowed in. Their names are the Washingtons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> why would you name a black family if you were writing a family into your show and you're like "Mm, the black family should definitely be called the washingtons come on that's messed up it is adventures and odyssey so yeah we should just be thankful they included them yeah oh yeah we should just be thankful for that you're right (laughs) (laughs) thank you Um, adventures and odyssey (laughs) For, for teaching me about black people when I was a child. 
<laughs> that definitely did not cause anything that I had to undo as an adult. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Snip said, Cal's like, we saw Eugene today. And Connie goes, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's when Connie asks Alex about his bug collection. But then Cal says, we saw Eugene in a highly restricted area. And then Alex starts freaking out because he doesn't want Cal Cal to talk about it. He's like, bugs, centipedes, spiders, everything cool. Please, not this. Me getting in trouble at school. (laughs) But, of course, Connie locks in on what Cal has to say. And he starts sharing details. And, like like Pidge just said, is just spewing things about bugs. And he goes, I even have bugs that glow in the dark. And that was such a fun line. Sick. That does lead me to believe, though, if he has bugs that glow in the dark, that these bugs are actively alive. Are all of them alive? Some? I don't know. I've None? never had a bug collection, so I don't really know the intricate details of You know, bugs. I think we need to have Alex on the pod because he never got to f- – he didn't finish the segment on Candid Conversations with Connie. And now we have a lot of questions about his bugs that I think That's we need true. to answer. As the guest star slash uh, – Slash intern, Paige, you mind taking that on? Contacting him? Yeah, his name's Travis, I think. Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Barker. <laughs> Travis Barker. Travis, Travis Kelsey Scott. Barker. <laughs> well, we, do, we actually don't know if Alex gets to do the bug thing, because Connie does say they'll do bugs another time. So maybe they do come. We'll just have to keep listening to see if Alex oh, gets to come okay, back. Okay, okay. I need the bug. Release the bug cut. We're out of control <laughs> describing this episode. Because um, as Cal is describing what happened at Campbell Community College, Wit, who is supposed to be in Connellsville, busts in. Well, you know he sudden. gets out of there as fast as possible. Well, yeah, that's true. But he was only like 30 seconds late for her show. He couldn't have been the guest. He just happens to make it back in time for this. We should point out that Connie ties this back to the thing about secrets by saying well eugene and i are friends how come he's never told me about this so she just starts having a meltdown about her friendship with eugene on the radio because he hasn't told her about his high security clearance at the college you know what uh percy whenever i worked at a college and we lived in the same town then i had a security clearance that allowed me to look at people's grades and i didn't tell you about it i'm really sorry about that are you kidding me I know. I'm so sorry. That would have solved so many things for you. I well, also uh, worked at a university and had some security don't. clearances. Um, the only Wait. difference is, is that I could have gotten you some some like high-quality pig spit. <gasps> pig saliva. Blood? I, I, it's behind locked doors. Blood? I you, you didn't? Don't worry. I swear to God, Paige, if you say that you could have gotten me pig blood. I, I could have. Damn it, Paige! Hey, let's hey, let's bring you the attitude of forgiveness you expected me to have. Oh, and why don't you put that on it's yourself? It's just we're married, you know, Pidge. I know, but remember the the parable Jesus told of the man who was forgiven a great amount by the king, but then he turned around and would not forgive the small amount. I know, but if I would have had the pig's blood, my iron would have been fine. My iron I levels. Know. Did you not think about my iron levels, Pidge? And then I wouldn't have had to empty my veins directly into your mouth for your iron levels, and I would have enough blood now. 
be sure to sign up with your local Red Cross to donate blood today. Speaking of which, we need to record this quickly. We've Otherwise, we won't be able to get um, Percy to a hospital in time. Because <laughs> I don't have enough blood. <laughs> That's when Mr. Whitaker bursts in and tells Connie she needs to go to a commercial break. And she goes to a commercial for Cookies by Connie, which I have mm-hmm. never heard of before. Yeah, I, I clocked that as well. Wit, not a fan of the First Amendment, turns out. Yeah. He immediately engages in censorship. Like, can you imagine Connie filming this thing and then your boss comes in? is like, you need to stop talking about this immediately. Suppression. Um, I yeah. feel a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. This is propaganda. This is getting in the way of the people communicating. I won't stand yeah. for it. Wit, back on the shit list. Don't worry, though. Tom Riley, still love him. When Connie comes back from commercial, they introduce their next topic, which is Alex's bugs. So we have found out that he does get to talk about his bugs. Thank goodness. Yeah. Bug justice. Bug justice. <laughs> bugs. Bugstice. That's good. Bugstice. That's funny. People are rolling. Well, speaking of things being bugged, weren't the phones kind of kind of down? Oh, and he's yeah. like, you, you didn't tell me about this? That's right, because oh, I forgot. While Wit was in the studio with them, he goes, after the show, I need to see you in my office. It's like there was like a charge or something, right? <laughs> so they're up in Wit's office, and Wit tells Connie uh, that the thing, whatever it is with Eugene, just isn't their business, and they need to respect his privacy, which is super rich, coming from Mr. Whitaker himself, yep. the busybody of Odyssey. Mm-hmm. The Adventures in Odyssey writers are going to undercut this lesson that we're about to get in the story. They're going to undercut this so many times during the Novacom saga. It's just a wonderful little bit of irony here, and I really appreciated it. They also, I believe, right before he says that, said something about the phones were down. Somebody came to mm-hmm. fix the phones, and then Wit reacted with, how come I didn't hear about it? Well, to be fair, it is his business. Yeah, but he's the busybody of Odyssey. That's what I'm saying. Is that oh, he's he so aware? Known. Yeah, he's so aware of what's happening in Odyssey. He expects to know when the phones are down. Mm. That's, that's kinda... true. That's Just that. Saying. That is a good point. Yes, he was a bit presumptuous about but what. But that's he none of my business. Know. But that's none of my business. <laughs> but if the phone lines are down, that's affecting my business. So I have to go make it my business. Yeah, we can't forget how much of a capitalist wit is. We got to yeah, keep we that. Yeah, we hate wit. Yeah. Yeah, we hate Wit. Wit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so Connie, Connie explains to Wit that that morning the phone lines went out, but someone from the phone line came out to fix the lines without Connie even having to call. <laughs> I really appreciate that level of customer service from the, the phone company. I wish. See, this is what good union jobs can get you. Mm-hmm. That's true. How our systems have been completely hollowed out. This wouldn't happen now. Are you listening? You have to. Uh, producers and writers at Candid Conversations with Connie. Are you listening to this conversation? Hello, unionize. I'm just. So, okay. That scene's over. We go um, to. No? Is it not over? Well, no. I just want to point out that it truly is terrible advice uh, if your friend suddenly changes behavior and withdraws from you. Just a note about that. Wit's advice is 100% incorrect. Ask your friend if they're okay if something is changing in their behavior don't feel like you are intervening by being a friend. So Wit sucks for that. He 
yeah, just wanted to correct that perspective before we move on. Thank you, so Snip. Next, we are at a computer at Alex's, Alex's house. house. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Cal and Alex, they're, they're logging on to the Campbell College website using Mrs. Jefferson's computer. I guess they're trying to access Eugene's personnel file to see what he's up to. And I guess that's just publicly available i mean they have they they need a password but they can they can at least access it he says the most devastatingly 2000s thing (laughs) in that like my parents don't like me being on the internet alone and then cal says you're not alone i'm with you (laughs) okay yeah of course we could we could crack into your mom's like work account and work website and go digging for information on Eugene. Like, wh- what? I wrote down, though, that there's a hard line here. The kids go to the computer. They say, we're going to look up Eugene and see what's going on. Normal. And then they see, we need a password. Let's steal my mom's identification. Use her credentials to log into a logged system to get information about Eugene. Weird. These kids have no concept that there is any difference between those two things. <laughs> no, but at least they're not looking at porn. But they are like Cal. Is like, <laughs> but they are. That actually doesn't happen in this episode. But that is definitely what the focus on the family parents mean when they don't want their kids on the computer by themselves. It is not to keep the children safe from from people who might, I don't know, hack into a computer and start conversing with children without anybody being able to track who they are, which definitely won't come up later in this episode. But it is to keep them from looking at boobies. So thank God they had their priorities right. To be fair. Mm hmm. My parents were focused on the family parents, and they didn't want me on the internet by myself. And the one time I was on the internet by myself, I discovered I was gay and got in trouble for it. So to be fair, I don't mean to make the point for focus on the family, but sometimes it happens. Uh, Yeah, the first porn I looked at was definitely a vagina, and it was definitely very gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's great. Did all of us look at... Is it normal for Christian kids to look at gay porn first? I think I, it just depends on what... I mean, kind of environment you were existing in. Mine was know. not pornography. Mine was art. Oh. Just, just that none of the men had clothes on, and I liked that fact specifically. Mine was technically also not pornography. It was also art. It was a photographer's... Uh, what is that called? Portfolio. And it just happened to have very interesting nudes <laughs> yeah that's all so uh mine was a hundred percent porn <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there, it, there's like, no pretense <laughs> that it was art at all <laughs> what do you think is like the thing that you've accidentally stumbled across that you thought to yourself this is never going to leave me because i do have an answer to that question and it comes up often in my conversations with pidge well, I don't know what you're referring to, so maybe you should give me an example. Um, so one time, I <laughs> I was scrolling through some stuff, having some parsnip time, mm-hmm. came across a video of, <laughs> you know how how big potatoes get, right? <laughs> yeah. 
It's a pretty big potato. Okay. And I watched a man sit on that potato and get that potato entirely up his rectum in a bathtub. And he did look like a fetus. <laughs> and I thought, I'm never going to be the same after this. Wow. Jesus. An incredible character building moment. Yeah, I've I been guess saving up that story for you, Purse. Thank you. <laughs> I, I knew guess... you'd love it. <laughs> oh, I've, I now I have a goal to work toward. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, you have to uh, find that video. Yeah, I guess. I guess if I had to think about things that I saw, maybe videos or things on television that have never mm-hmm. left me, I'd have. Guess I'd have to say uh, the second plane hitting the South Tower. Where were you on nine eleven? I think I think I was at church. Oh, oh weird, no, guys! I think I think the circle's happening again. <laughs> Pidge! <laughs> Pidge does not like. Pidge wants us to be Pidge. completely above board and unscripted all the time. Yeah, Pidge wants to entirely admit every single time that we're trying to make an organic bit over again because we fucked it up the first like six times we've tried to fit it into this episode we, we texted about this today about how yeah. this joke was going to go oh look the more we fuck it up the more legendary and iconic the joke will become so it's fine people will right. love it the more we fuck it up <laughs> perfect okay so, so um they need they have her login information now which is her her password is milk and eggs well they stolen from a sticky note lying around yeah wait 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 you know what they call their mom i mean uh alex's mom uh no the dairy queen because her password's milk and eggs dairy queen yeah dairy queen like the place that you get ice cream (laughs) I was just thinking about how Alex used to be one of his mom's eggs, and then he drank her milk. Ew. Assuming he wasn't adopted or not breastfed. I'm going to be real with you. I have been told, in primarily by people that listen to this type of stuff, that someday something was going to develop in my brain that suddenly I was going to not be freaked out and disgusted by this process of creating a human didn't happen those people are liars it is it is so scary it's scary I can't think about it for too long because it makes me a little bit cold inside (laughs) Mm -hmm. and technically the the we'll call it the male half of that process is supposed to be like the best but it also sounds harrowing to me to have to make a child so i'm with i you. do oh to make a child but i do think it would be really interesting to watch your partner go through surgery conscious wow. i wouldn't want no i don't want that i don't <laughs> want pigeon to have to go through that but i do think if i was in a circumstance that it was in their best interest to go through a surgery that i could watch and i could see their insides I would not pass up that opportunity. I want to. I would love to be there as a witness to your surgery, Pidge, if you would have me. I would love you to take a picture of my inside so you could show me afterwards because I would be like, man, I didn't get to see it. I was under. Do you think if I put on gloves that let me run your bowel? <sighs> well, now we have another goal. Um, Percy has removed their headphones, giving <laughs> us some privacy. <laughs> 
uh, running someone's bowel Oof. is Oof. a okay. is a surgical procedure that a doctor would run their hands, uh, physically feeling the length of somebody's bowel, feeling for tumors or obstructions. Um, it is not a sexual term, but I used it as oh. such in in this case. So I mean, I do that something like that pretty often with my boyfriend. Ayo, gay. How many passwords did you need to put to get to that point? Uh, just one. Milk and eggs. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's confused? I don't know. I, Pitch, were you trying to do a segue or no, trying to make I, a just, sex joke? I mean, because I mean, the whole point, they were just they were needing a password and they don't have a password to get in. And then suddenly these two boys, just random boys get a random instant message yes so they get the they type in milk and eggs and then we pitch i need you to just uh snip and i need to just reminisce about this this moment and this experience Mm -hmm. so the sound before before we reminisce about this pitch i want you to describe this exact moment whenever we listened to the podcast that that little 2000s computer sound happened what did i tell you she immediately paused the podcast and said i just had i went cold from (laughs) yes exactly a wave came over me the second the sound hit that i was like oh that's i forgot that that's what this was and my initial anxiety to that sound the importance of this moment in my child brain it circled back straight to my brother's bunk beds whenever we would just mm-hmm. sit there and listen to Adventures in Odyssey with his little disco ball going. I had a very similar reaction to hearing the Aram mm-hmm. soundtrack. Sound. Aram, oh God, he's just spooky. And as an adult, even knowing what happens with Aram, still spooky, still. but in a different different way now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very thoroughly uncomfortable knowing yes, the I, little bit that I remember. I'm very uncomfortable. Yes. I, I was completely unaffected by this noise. I was like, who is, like, how do they know to message or whatever, like, before we found out about some of the other uh, things in this episode? But I was I was confused, and Snip was over here having a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. I had to bring myself down to continue with the episode. I was just like, I got to shake it out. You know, we can do this. This is not going to scare me. I am an almost 30-year-old woman. I can breathe my way through an episode of Adventures in Odyssey. But I had to actually have that conversation with myself. And that feels bad after being in years of therapy. Just to hear one soundbite from 2000. Should we play the soundbite? Yes, 100%. You need to play the soundbite. I'll I'll, I'll insert it, but I do want to say trigger warning. (laughs) To those of us who were at church during 9-11, trigger warning. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, the Aram sound is going here. I did love, like, the Aram story when I was a kid because I I love trying to figure out who the person is, like, behind the messages, whether Mm -hmm. they're good or bad. Well, we need to describe who Aram is. We I think that we... Okay. I well, we, wanted, I mean, we know basically nothing. He, they is the, they just ask like, ah, you need a password to get in. Do you want it? Yep. Yeah, and then they put in the password, and I love the iconic moment that the kid says, "We're in." 
Yeah. That's very 2000 password moment. We're in. Yeah. But but before we get there, mm-hmm. Aram just swoops in. Like, we have to say, they're not on an instant messaging thing. We don't know how Yeah, I know. And that was the part them. that surprised me, where I was yeah. like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just pops up out of nowhere. It's just like, hey, don't worry about them warning messages. They're just there to scare people. Because uh, there's, like, messages on the site that, that un- unauthorized users will be prosecuted. And Alex is like, or Cal's like, oh, that's so fucking cool. I love it. Uh, and it's just a joke. They don't mean it. Yeah. Um, so so Cal loves the the fact that Aram basically gives them permission. But Aram is so... He's so skeevy in the interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, of course, is like, I'm not supposed to talk to internets on, or strangers on the internet. And Cal's like, it won't Yeah, he's like, I, I can't be on the internet alone, so I definitely cannot talk to strangers on the internet. Like, I'm already breaking rules, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Cal keeps saying, it's not going to hurt anything. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, and Alex says, I'm going to turn off the computer. But then Aram offers to help. Uh He's like, is there anything you need help with? As they are seeing a file that's labeled radio wave study. Yes. Let's keep in mind. Yep. And Cal asks him about the radio wave study file, which was on Eugene's personnel file. Um, And Aram gives them the password. Alex is like, no, this is wrong. And I think, are we supposed to, do they start fighting over the keyboard? Is this what's happening here? Yes. Okay. Or Uh, grappling with their... uh, internalized homophobia maybe so yeah yeah <laughs> much like um what's his face in the angel that we're not fucking in the bible uh jacob yes yeah just like uh, that cal eventually gets control of the keyboard and he tells aram that yes they want the password and the password is red herring <gasps> I wonder what that could mean. Yeah. And once they get in, he says, click on medical tests to find information. But before they can do that, the computer just crashes, which is pretty convenient. Not convenient enough, as we'll find out. Um, But yeah, computer crashes. Cal's like, let's do it again. But Alex puts his foot down saying, no, it's dangerous. And then Cal says the stupidest fucking line. We have to dock Cal some cool points for this because he's oh. like, it's just like in kindergarten. You always colored inside the lines. But wait, wait, I can I deliver it? Own... Can I deliver oh, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, please. <clears throat> you colored inside the lines. I make my own lines. <laughs> Ooh, thrilling, thrilling! It's the best line of the of the app. I love that line. I... It's a terrible line, but you're correct. No, it's a great it is the best line. line. It's the okay. best line. Um, I do have a question for you, Purse. I need an opinion, and also, mm-hmm. Pidge, if you wanna, if you wanna add in your perspective here, is Aram able to hear the children? He responds in a way that suggests yes, he is listening as well. That's where my like IT suspicions get raised. Like how how much bugging has Aram done? Aram. Arab, sorry, Aram Dunn. It's because, well, I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know cool what just happened snip. to me. I just had cool a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny mouse inside my brain went off shift and the next mouse took over. So that's what just happened Pit, there. 
Pidge, I will say for this series, you Pidge? need to suspend. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking oh. to Pidge. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Pidge, sorry. For, for this series of episodes, <laughs> we need you to suspend your disbelief, suspend your IT brain, or else you're not going to have any fun with this series. Yeah. That's true. Nothing about this is going to make any sense at all. It'll make a got little it. bit of sense. Kind of. But you really just got to trust that it is what they're just telling you it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. No critical because, thinking required. Because <laughs> this this was coming out in 2000, so nobody knew anyway. So Adventure Night just swooped in and filled in the gaps. And, and we all just bought it. We're like, yeah. Well, no spoilers, but yeah. Kids are idiots anyway. Makes sense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was so fucking dumb when I was 10 years old. You could have told me anything. I'm surprised I did not get like... Yeah, I'm glad that you didn't. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been really bad. Maybe I'll take that out of the episode. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Or you leave all of that in. But I just bleep it. I bleep what I said. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Um. Uh, immediately after this episode, or after this scene, though, that they are approached by a stranger, convinced to open up documents that they definitely had no business opening as children, are thrown into uh, circumstances that they are very vulnerable in because, again, they are children. Uh, they followed that up with an ad from Chris and <laughs> advising children to go online <laughs> to the Adventures in Odyssey website and please get your parents' help, despite the fact that we just told you uh, how cool kids draw their own lines. <laughs> I loved it. I thought that was brilliant. It's excellent. I do love getting the the old uh, focus on the family commercials. It's so I fun. love it. Yeah, it's like watching the ads before the old like orange VHS tapes and stuff. That's like reliving like oh yeah, yeah I never did watch that movie, but the ad was yeah. cool and I watched it about thirty thousand times. Or it's 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 like when you, like when you go back and you watch twelve straight hours of nine eleven footage and you see the commercials from two thousand one. And you're like, wow, I remember that, you know? Oh, yeah. This episode was filmed in 2000, pre-9-11. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, 9-11, what a crazy time. Where where were you on 9-11? Uh, it's a long time ago. It was like 23 was, years. Maybe at church? Well, let's see. It was a Tuesday morning, so yeah, I would have been at church. Yeah, our church met exclusively on Tuesday morning. <laughs> It's when kids were the most Wait, available. Pitch, were you guys at the same? Were you at the same church? Yeah, I was? I'm pretty sure I remember seeing you there, because you laughed, and I thought that was a weird reaction to the news of 9/11. Yeah, well, I was, you know, hanging out with the cool kid at the back of the church. You were uh, making your own, drawing your own totally lines. not <laughs> porn on the computer. Yeah, that's when you saw Two Girls, One Cup for the first time, too, wasn't it? it was there, yes. During 9-11. If you think about it, Two Girls, One Cup is kind of like 9-11. It's like two... It is a visual 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> Your world is not the same after you've seen it. You know what video I wasn't the same after I saw it? <laughs> no! Yeah, that, that was your 9-11. <laughs> 
potato. <laughs> oh my god. We have okay. to move on to the next scene. Scene okay. six. Okay. The boys, they're at home. They're at Alex's home doing homework when Alex's parents come in and something big has happened with them. Oh, oh I was at my community college job today, husband, and I was accused of hacking into, <laughs> into special university top secret information. Can you believe want... it? Me, a hacker. That sounded like Jerry Seinfeld. To... I, I wasn't even on my computer today. You know why we keep having technical difficulties? Hmm. Let's all just... I think that this is the devil attacking us. I think that this this episode is just going to touch so many lives. This, hmm. is, this is spiritual warfare. And I think that our prayer at the end of this episode is especially important to remember to do. Um, mm-hmm. Just keeping in mind how much we've had to overcome in order to record this. Yeah. Where there's gonna be a lot of a lot of gratitude toward the Lord, uh, our gay Lord. I guess I think this week I haven't checked my uh, gay. Wait, wait, God. we're not done yet. You're, I know. I was just oh, fine. Okay. I won't. I won't reveal it. But I was thinking about it. I think I know who it is this week. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. As, as long as I, we have a gay God to pray to this week. Yeah, that's fine. we're probably we always do. Yeah, I want us all to imagine our focus on the family mothers in the year two thousand. She probably recently got a perm. She's wearing a, a floor-length denim dress with a white turtleneck underneath it. She has a gold cross necklace, so all of her friends, and in this case, her uh, co-workers, know that she's a Christian. And I want... That is the face of cyber terrorism, according to Campbell County Community College. And I love that for her. I think that's really empowering, that they believe that she was the hacker. See something, say something, you know? It really lets you know that anybody can be a criminal. That's so true. I mean, it's like Mary Kay Letourneau. Have you seen pictures of her? She looks like a focus on the family, Mom. But thank God somebody finally called out white women. Focus on the family is so brave. (laughs) That is pretty brave for focus on the family. Yeah. You know, Alex's mom had to walk so that Chelsea Manning could run. And we we love that for them. (laughs) So this scene is pretty much easily resolved with Cal, with Alex being like, yeah, of course we did it. And then he immediately blamed it on Cal. And then we're like, we didn't mean to. Yeah, you fucking did. Yeah, you did. You did mean to. Oh, my God. Are you frozen again? Oh, no. The spiritual warfare is out of control. Pidge, would you help me bless this podcast? In the name of... I don't know what's it. Uh, Give me name, a gay um, person. Quick pitch, quick. Well, quick, I don't know what. I'm back. Can Give you me hear a gay me? person. Yeah, we can hear you. Clay but hold Aiken. on. Hold on, per- Abe Lincoln. In the name of Abe Lincoln, I, I rebuke no. you. You demon that is causing us to have technical problems. I said Clay Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna do something. This is taking too long. Okay. Yeah, so Alex's mom is like, I wasn't on my computer all day, not at home, not at the college. And she looks at Alex and asks, Alex, were you on my computer? And Alex goes, Okay, I confess. It was Al- Cal. Cal did it. <laughs> Which is true though. 
Alex yeah. was there the whole time. He was consistently t- telling Cal, stop doing this. He got physically involved trying to wrestle the keyboard away. Like, he was trying. What else is he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I do. But he also immediately has no backbone. Exactly. Yeah, yes. True. It's. I'm annoyed with Alex for not standing up for himself. Although I did appreciate he threw Cal into the bus at first, but then he doesn't stand up for himself the rest of the episode. Let's. Well, okay, so what happens now is both of the parents are like, oh, we're mad that you hacked into this thing and now we're in trouble with the police. Go to your rooms. Except for you, Alex. I want to talk to you. And then Alex Mm -hmm. stays. And then his dad has a speech about how Cal uh, makes his decisions for him and that Alex needs to make his own decisions, which, yeah, but I don't know. I don't feel like this is the most productive way to handle this situation from the dad, but whatever. It's the 2000s. Yeah. People don't yeah, know how to parent then. This was also a gross mis- con- like a gross misuse of company property. Like they like the the security is all over the place. The, Think of the company. The, the parents should be should be Im- implicated. Like I'm thinking of all of this stuff and it's just like, "Oh my goodness." Yeah. These kids should be in just like so much more trouble but they should also be so gentle i don't <laughs> i don't know i'm not a parent but this is not how i would solve this situation our problem though is that it's very difficult to measure the the harm that's caused by the behavior of these kids without understanding what they were looking at you know so it's kind of difficult to measure like is it just kids being kids and it's just like community college silly is it just a goofy is it just a goofy purse or is it like a real mess up Oh boy, we're looking mm-hmm. at a real mess up here, or is it just a goof? I guess we'll find out. We just have to keep listening. Okay. But I, yeah, I am very mad at Alex because he should stand up for himself because he was trying to do the right thing, but Cal wouldn't listen and was being manipulative. He was gaslighting him and steamrolling him. What else is Alex supposed to do? He's a fucking kid. How is he supposed to know what to do in that situation? Um, when he I don't is- know. Maybe get up and leave. But then he's just letting Cal continue to... Okay, you were saying that satirically, I'm guessing. But he, then he just lets Cal have free reign over the computer. You know, you I just don't... Hit the com- you just hit the power button and run. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much what he did, to be fair. I don't think Alex caused the computer to crash, but maybe, maybe them wrestling over... I don't know. We don't know why the computer crashed. Oh, just the person that started wrestling over the computer is the reason that the computer crashed? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. We, they if, don't, he just, they don't... if he just left, the computer would have been fine. And Cal would have found out what I wish that we would have found out from that uh, scene. And Alex wouldn't have been in trouble. It would have been a win-win-win. Plus, focus on the family needs a story. They should be grateful for Cal. Yeah. If, if Cal wasn't the, the interesting, along. cool kid, then Alex would have had nothing to share this episode. Except for his mm-hmm. bugs that we aren't even sure if they're alive or not. Right. <laughs> And we will continue. Cal will continue to be. He pushes the Novacom plot along in pre in future episodes. Cal is so yeah. key to this series, but I don't think that he's in any real episodes outside of the Novacom saga, which is interesting. I'm just gonna say I, it. I'm pretty sure Cal is based. We'll see. We'll, keep, we'll definitely keep keep our ears ears pinned. Keep ears our locked. ear holes open. <laughs> yeah, get those Q-tips. Make sure you're cleaning every day. Yeah. So now they're at the police station. Yep. Meeting uh, with Detective Mark Maddox with the Odyssey Police. Unfortunately, not Harlow Doyle. He was busy 
outlining the um, another missing child that day. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 he is the high tech crime unit. <laughs> yes. What do you think the high tech crime unit of 2000 actually... looked like? You'd actually be surprised because there's been quite a few high-tech crimes in Odyssey even before this. So there's definitely a need for it. Uh, yeah, there are a couple episodes, Pidge, that I would love to enlighten you with on just the tech yeah. level of Odyssey. But uh, I, I do mean, Odyssey love... is the fucking imagination station. So yeah, that's true. That's true. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. And yeah. yeah, we'll get into the imagination station another day because I have so many thoughts about it. But... One thing that I would like to point out about this, like, this internet crime expert or detective or whatever, his solution to this problem of who is Aram is obviously a child. Yeah. It is this child that is saying that they interacted with somebody random that IM'd them. And then they're like, it was the kid. Yeah. Because he, yeah, he sits he sits the boys down and goes, which one of you is Aram? And they're like, um, n- neither of us. Yeah. And then he, but then just the thing first... that popped up. What are you What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but this time that's true. Any other time a kid says no, it just popped up is not true. But this time, correct. It is. <laughs> um, but he, it's weird because he's so sure that they're Aram. But when they say they're not, he's like, oh, okay, yeah. you're not Aram. But he's got a proposal for them to make up for what they did yesterday. Is that the police's job? Uh, to put children at risk of contacting a stranger again that they don't know yes. who it is. And also yeah. did not provide the children a script in the next scene, as we will see. Um, yeah. Well, even just like to make up for something they did that wasn't a crime. Yeah. Well, is it the I police's mean, job to step borderline. in? Borderline. Borderline. They got into somebody's account. Maybe, I guess, to. but... But it's not the police's job to, like, make up for it. Yeah. Uh, I did want to point out that the detective says, this Aaron person, he or she is very slippery. So I got to say it, Pidge, if you're Aram, you're Scott Clean. I'm getting off free. Heck yeah. You're getting off free, Pidge. No need to head to Canada. No need to head to Mexico. You can live wherever you want to. Nobody will suspect a thing. The pause was so funny in the episode because the detective was like, this Aram person, he dot, 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 yes. dot, or even she. Like, he was incredulous <gasps> if, like, a woman would know how to use a keyboard to hack into something. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> this did so much good for my understanding of femininity's place in Christianity. <laughs> I'm sure his little things I like do that. Like- they empowered women to suggest, like, technically, yes, by saying, or she, they are acknowledging that a woman could do something. But it is nefarious. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the only time a woman can do something. But de- Detective, what is it, Maddox or whatever, his plan for the boys is that they lure Aram again. Yeah, he's going to use these these underage boys as bait do the exact same things you did because it couldn't just be the adult on the computer and the children talking to nope. the adult no, no 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 the children have to be the ones to do it i yes. can guarantee you that this solution that the detective came up with is this is very 2000s aram is equivalent to clippy if clippy disappears <laughs> 
just close the Word document, reopen it, and he'll be back. Yeah. That's a, I bet that is exactly how it works. I mean, that's how it seems like it works with Aram. Yeah. Uh, it I mean, I, it, it does like work. You're trying, to hack into the, yeah. the, you're trying to hack into the community college in medical records. Would you like some help with that? And so the next scene, well, no, no, we can't, well, wait, wait, we can't skip just, the exit I, out of this scene. Well, I do also, before we exit, oh. mm-hmm. I, I have an ACAB point to make, okay? Oh, perfect. Be- because the detective says that, uh, you know, they've, they've known about uh, Aaron, but they haven't known much. They didn't even know his name till yesterday when Alex and Cal found it. And now they want Alex and Cal to lure him again mm-hmm. so they can trace him. These children of Odyssey are better detectives than the police. So mm-hmm. why do we need them? Yeah. Did you see my shirt today? Yeah. <laughs> You've already showed Perfect. it to us. Perfect. <laughs> Also, this is not, that's just this episode where the children are better detectives than the police. We're going to see it throughout the series. Yeah. I mean, in general, children are better people in this series than adults. Like, it just seems like most of this society runs on the willingness of children to do all of the labor. And it's insane to me because this guy is the head of the high tech crimes division at the the police department. Like, how did how did you get here if you're so incompetent? Maybe he was just really resting on his laurels that Y2K would happen and then he would just Mm. be able to chill. Yeah, that do you think it was the classic cop thing of he's like, oh, now I actually have to do work. Ugh. I mean, but he, he found a way to get out of it because he found a couple of middle schoolers to do it for him. <laughs> yeah, true. I'll have them do it for and me. And then we start hearing the patriotic uh, little drum start and a little bit of a buildup of music while the detective says, are you willing to help? As he's recruiting <laughs> children into the police force. Did you catch that? That was a great escalation did, moment. Both Pidge I and I looked at notice. each other. We were like, Patriotism? <laughs> is, that a, is, that a snare? is there is there a fife playing? What is going on? Are we going to I war? Did not notice that. <laughs> Soon. Yes, you could serve your country by hacking back into this community college's yeah. records to talk to this person. Quit cleaning your musket and get your buttons buttoned. We're off to the south. <laughs> we're off to the south because we're gay. We're Yankees. Yankees. Yanking on the stuff down Yank. south. Oh, yeah. Wank, wankies. You said we're going to the south, and I said, well, at least focus on the family is invading the south and not the other way around. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. What? Wait, what? What? Like a butt I joke? I don't know. No, as in they're not the Confederacy. Oh, well, yeah. I thought that there was like a double layer, like a butt joke in there somewhere. I was looking no. for it. Jokes on us, Colorado didn't exist during the Civil War, so they wouldn't have had to pick a side. Yeah. So patriotic music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so. Back at a computer. Apparently, yeah. Alex's parents are okay with this, and they're like, yeah, you can do it. And sure, Cal's dad's gone. We can't call him. So, yeah, subject him to this, too. And this is where it becomes crucially important whether Aram was able to hear the kids before. Because if he Mm -hmm. was able to hear them before, the cops are not doing a good job of being quiet or subtle. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, I I, I honestly, I was 
even though I, I kind of remembered this episode when I listened to it, I was hoping that Maddox would be like, okay, hack into the system. And, in, and then he'd be like, ha ha, I got you. And then he arrests them and <laughs> entraps them. And, but that, alas, that's not what happens. Yeah, Focus on the Family doesn't want to do too fair of a representation of the police. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Alex's dad asks if they can watch, and Maddox is like, oh, I insist on it. As if the police Ew. were, like, yanking out the boys' toenails, and they wanted the parents to observe and watch them scream. Yeah, he's like, legally, you have to be here because they are minors. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes, oh, I insist on it. Like, he's the hero instead of just you know laws with minors but whatever mm-hmm. so alex and cal pull up the website um, and alex's mom goes does restricted access mean anything to you alex uh yeah um, bitch restricted access he says it does now even though he knew that yesterday and yeah. he tried to get alex to stop or he tried to get cal to stop i don't know why <laughs> they put in these weird little things like that in these conversations the writers do that yeah. all the time in adventures and odyssey and it's very annoying mm-hmm. yes it's like she's admonishing alex because she can't get cal in trouble right she's not cal's mom but she can you know speak through alex to cal and be like pay attention next time <laughs> that is so messed up though to be like i can't parent this child let me make my child parent them I don't even know if they know that it was Cal because Alex won't say anything. Right. Well, no, but he, he did. Ex- he ratted him out immediately. But then he didn't back it up, and he didn't. He didn't say that he tried to stop him or anything like that. Yeah, but I don't the parents know. know. This child, this child should should be better at standing up for himself to adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a spine, Alex. You deserve it. Okay, so let's set yeah. the scene. Uh, you two are. Uh, Cal and Alex. Well, actually, one of you is Cal and Alex. One of you is the detective, and then I'll be Aram. And we'll we'll lay okay. out the scene here, okay? I'll be I'll be Cal and Alex, I guess. Okay, and then Paige, you play the the detective. That you gotta keep him you talking. Got you got it. You okay. got it. You got it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, hello. Hi. I don't remember exactly what they say. Hello. I don't remember either, but that's the sentiment. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the. Do, do you want to see secret files again? Are there boobies? We, we keep them talking. Keep them talking. We are treating this uh, internet conversation much like a traceable phone call. Okay. <laughs> we got. Okay. We got. We got to find out the line. We got to trace them. <laughs> okay. Great. Okay. I'll talk. I'll keep them talking. Are there big boobies? There are big boobies if you log into secret files that are labeled radio wave. Research. Quick, keep talking about the boobies thing. Keep up talking about the boobies thing. But what about? I'm I'm curious about the radio wave study. Does that have anything to? Can the radio waves make the boobies jiggle without touching them? Time to go. No. Wait, we're losing him. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, quick. Oh, oh, wait. Actually, no. no. What, are the, what color are the nipples? <laughs> but they got. Damn it. They... He's already gone. <laughs> Uh, so clever. Very cleverly done. Uh, beautiful scene. Unlike anything we've ever heard before. Love it. Uh, I don't understand any of it. I'm not going to question any of it. Yeah. But that's not anyway, how things work. Uh, Aaron is that's, cool. That's... He bests the police. Aaron says that... ACAB. But 
the guy at the college who's tracing it, he comes to the robot and says that the result is, quote, strange and that Maddox isn't going to believe it. But he doesn't explain it, which is a great way to run a mission that may or may not be, like, time sensitive. If, I appreciated that. If somebody told you, hey, Purse, you're not going to believe where Aram was traced to, where would you think an Odyssey would be like, well, I, I, I cannot figure it out? Well, I kind of... I understand the structure of how Odyssey works. Um, so I, I, if I was listening to this first for the first time, based on that reaction, I would say, oh, it's got to be Wit's End because yeah. Odyssey, Adventures in Odyssey presents Wit as so perfect, so good, that of course it would be mind-blowing for him to be involved in something nefarious because it's so impossible because Wit is so good, so righteous. So they kind of telegraph it in that way. Yeah, but it would be I so was almost Oh, go ahead, Pidge. I was just going to say, I was almost hoping that they would uh, be like, oh, we got to go check out the Timothy Center. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Timothy Center would have had a good shout. I Why think, does it got to be there? I think Aram had the potential in this moment to be the Joker of Odyssey if he put the, the tracker on the detective's own computer. Mm, that would have been nice. Yeah. Well, we're dancing around it. It's a wit's end. Let's, it's at Wit's End, and Maddox is there explaining it to Wit. Um, it was apparently, I guess, traced it to his office. Um, and Wit's like, well, it couldn't have been Connie or Eugene or Nick. But then Wit remembers that someone from phone. the phone company yeah, was up in his office. A lady. But then Wit says, a lady. Wait, yeah, a lady yeah, technician. <laughs> See? Which should but have been suspicious enough. Women can't yes. do that job. Not a not a respectable woman. Yeah, phone work that requires being on the ground. Sometimes women can't do that. No, and sometimes you have to bend over with your booty in the air. Yeah, sexual harassment. Hello. Yeah. Bounce your eyes, wit. <laughs> He's made a covenant with his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Open your ear holes. Close your eye holes. <laughs> I loved how when they were playing this scene out they had to like show them following this wire from the back of the computer that he's like huh i didn't know that that wire was there as if you know how often like cords are in the back of your computer i could not tell you what's plugged into the back of my computer right now and just the audio of them like oh it's up over here oh it's down over here oh it's up under this oh it's going over here it was <laughs> that's the magic of a radio drama page they've got to set the scene you really felt like you were there well yeah, no, i was just wondering how long was this cord i know it's like a whole rube goldberg machine of a, yeah of a yeah cord. <laughs> well and, and you know because wait you wait saying, oh, like, oh you wait, wait ask me how much cord there was how much cord was there just enough to hang himself with you know <laughs> but but I'm, but I'm, the way that they were describing it it was this one person that came in this like this morning really quickly or like the the previous morning or whatever um the, the, connie would notice that yeah <laughs> right well maybe not it was, it was up in wit's office and i guess connie didn't stay up there with her because yeah this the wire goes under the rug and it goes behind a file cabinet and yeah, I've been... had to install stuff like that. I've had to be the one crawling on the ground installing these cables. It's like this sounds at least like a 50 foot cable and yeah. being routed through a cluttered office. Like mm. this is just this is so silly. <laughs> I do. 
think that this is wonderful. We're leading up to the most expensive shot of the show. <laughs> the explosion oh. scene. They follow oh, yeah, this cord yeah. all the way to a modem. The detective touches the modem. Modem explodes. Oh, <laughs> looks like it's one of those self-destructing modems. <laughs> looks like no evidence that. for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, we but also, we have to point out that... Uh, this, this on the side of the modem, there's this either transmitting or receiving device, which means Aram has been, quote, piggybacking on Mr. Whitaker's computer line. That's why we've been having trouble tracking him. And then they touch the modem and it self-destructs. Yeah, which is... it self-destructs. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This wasn't just a weird accident that happened. He built it to self or she built it to self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Like why? Yep. Odyssey is a wonderful, magical place. That there exists no grape zone. It's beautiful. Yep. Very helpful. Um, remember at the beginning of this, whenever we said, like, in order to listen to this series, you have to suspend all disbelief and just trust that what they're saying is real and works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Don't yep. think about it. We'll have, to, we'll have to keep reminding you about it. Yeah. But with this, this part fucked me up it didn't fuck me up it just upset me uh-huh. because wit asks how the officer even tracked the hacker to wit's end and yep, maddox yep, explains yep. that he had the help of a couple, a couple of local, local boys. boys i wrote that so down up- too oh the so way up- that he worded it was so uncomfortable so it was and what he's saying is that if alex and cal hadn't been snooping which they got in trouble for they wouldn't have been able to learn more about Aram so, mm-hmm. uh, and to, like, find this modem. So Alex and Cal snooping was a good thing. Right. And there's he has undercut the entire lesson it's about to try to teach us within the episode. Yeah. It's so stupid. Unless, I guess maybe you could spin it to be like, well, God works even through our mistakes. But fuck that shit. No, you know ah. what it is? Our parents loved this because there's a different set of morality for adults than for kids and there's even a different set of morality for the kids on the show and the kids in real life well yeah that's true too but the point being it's fine for your child to feel like shit because they did something wrong and never know the positive consequences of them Mm -hmm. snooping of them just being kids this is also the era you have to remember of the um you can always trust a police officer yeah. If you're a white if you're a white kid, you can always talk to the police. They will always tell you the truth and they will always take care of you. Propaganda. Mm-hmm. Propaganda in two thousands. And let's be honest, that was pretty much in by Adventures and Aussie's entire audience. So yeah. it works. Yeah. Trust authority. It's the best. <clears throat> so now we what now we come to our final scene. Mm-hmm. And Alex oh. is grounded in his bedroom. When Alex or when Cal suddenly appears on the garage roof and knocks on Alex's window. Okay, Paige and I have a have a little conspiracy here. Alex mm. does not say garage; he says garof roof. <laughs> we replayed what? it. He pl- he says garof. Paige, back me up. I I thought I heard it, and and, and I thought Paige was, was like, crazy. No, he definitely he definitely said garage, and I was like, no, he. Like rough. We played it back. Yeah. You know why though? I've solved the mystery. What? It was a typo in the script, and it's a kid. They just read what was on the script and didn't realize that it's not a word. Okay, but why isn't there a director swooping in to be like, cut, 
Take it again. Say garage this time, you fucking idiot. Uh, why isn't there a director that's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't put like a counter counter. Wait, what is the word that I'm looking for? <laughs> Let's not write in conflicting statements about what children should do in specific scenarios like being on the internet or listening to their parents or listening to signs that are saying you're headed into a zone you should not be in. No, let's just keep confusing them over what's okay to do and what's helpful to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, nobody's stepping in here. Garof exists. So does the the moral (laughs) sentiments of the episode. Let's all go stand in our garaf roofs. <laughs> yeah. And they do clarify no old west fun world. Yeah. So no head. What? <laughs> I said so no head. Like the womp, womp, like the womp. meme. <laughs> Have you never seen that? Okay. No, but I No. <laughs> you know, I interpret it as you were just having doing some some headcanon fanfic about uh about Cal and Alex. I'll let I'll let it I'll let it slide. I'll once they're I'll adults, once it. they reach adulthood, yeah. Because yeah. on this podcast, we are we are pro cousins, adult cousins consensually fucking. That is the official stance <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, yeah, that is definitely a confusing stance. We're still chewing on it, but it is the official stance for now. Um, yep. The so Cal. Uh, the other thing we should say, Cal. Cal did get consequences. His dad came back, and Cal got grounded. But his did dad, his dad fell come asleep. Back? Yeah, because oh. he said that his dad fell asleep, and so he just snuck out to, uh, with Al to go talk to Alex. Oh, okay. Okay, so once okay. again, these children show that they have zero concept of the gradation between innocuous to extreme. And their solution to this mystery, this so-called mystery, that's not even about Eugene anymore. We've gone so far from the scene that they thought they saw Eugene to where we are now that they're like, oh, we've got to bug Eugene's phone to know more. Yeah, Yeah, because apparently Cal's dad has a cell phone scanner that will allow them to listen to all his cell phone conversations. Is that real? Is that a thing that existed in 2000? Surely not. No. Right. <laughs> no idea. It sounds too. It's no. This has. It's not real. This has. Well, but I. I. I'm gonna feel really dumb, and I'm gonna have a lot of egg on my face if I'm wrong. But this cannot be real. And even if it is, why does Cal's dad have one? That's a good question. I. Feel why does like. he have one, and he's so irresponsible with technology like that that his child can use it to bug. The employee of the local ice cream shop's phone. Yep. I don't. I don't know. We 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 Kids have to suspend our own disbelief right now. Snip. I think. Yeah. Kids are terrible. Alex is a wet blanket for not wanting yeah. to bug Eugene's phone. That's right. I'm still coming down on Cal's side, unapologetically. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. Okay. So we're pro Cal. We're pro Cal. Pro Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anti wit. Pro. Adult cousins consensually fucking. Yep, anti wet blankets. Anti wit, suspicious of Wooten. Yes, just try to keep just keep straight nope. all of our stances. Are we suspicious of Wooten or are we suspicious of Harlow Doyle, or both? Uh, we also find that once again, cops are more than willing to put children in harm's way than themselves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we I knew would. that in the two thousands. We knew that in pre nine eleven. 
So this scene ends with Alex shutting Cal out of his room back onto the garage and saying, this time I'm making a choice. Yep. Yep. Cal asks, aren't you, aren't you curious? And Alex acknowledges that he is, but no, Alex is making a choice this time. I like that he clarifies this time because there is going to be a next time and he's going to make a different choice. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but this is the, the 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 special case of like, dude, my parents are still home. I just got in trouble. Like, you cannot be bringing something else to my plate right now. We need to right. let the the our like our GTA wanted level that has to fade away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But we will find it's a out. Really good point. It is absolutely vital for these children to meddle. Like the storyline yes. depends on it. There's literally the, whole thing the health about, and wellness of. The health and wellness of every human on this planet depends on these children meddling. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is. I can't wait to see where it takes us. It's so, <laughs> like, they couldn't have thought of anything else that could have instigated these children being involved in this storyline that wasn't them being bad in some way. Mm-hmm. But no. Yep. Okay. I mean, whatever. So Chris, Chris's conclusion is a very interesting, very telling for the yeah. perspective of focus on the family. She says that curiosity is used for two things. Either mm-hmm. we are discovering more about God or and his world and his world, or we are prying where we don't belong. Yep. Those are the that two is- options. That is the yep. binary that we are working with, and there are no other options for curiosity. None exist. That's isn't. it. Either your yeah, curiosity brings you closer to God, or it's wrong to be curious. Yep. And she does not provide a Bible verse or any further explanation. She no. doesn't touch on the, the complexity of the fact that Alex and Cal helps the police by snooping. So could it have been that bad? Can I go, can I go on a rant? Yep, go ahead. Okay. Here we see a problem that we're going to run into a lot with Adventures in Odyssey. The writers will create a situation for a fun episode, episode, and then they will universalize the character's personal need to growth for all of its listeners. Uh, So in this episode, the specific situations that could have required lessons are be careful what information you reveal on live radio, be mindful of your conduct online, and how should Alex respond when his cousin is gaslighting and steamrolling him? It could have been an opportunity to teach kids about internet safety or ways to respond when a friend is doing something they shouldn't and you don't know what to do. But instead, we just blame Alex for Cal's choices and say, be careful what makes you curious. They could have relied upon like the peer pressure narrative a little bit Mm -hmm. more too. Like I remember that being a thing of like, oh, if your friend is going to go snoop on some, you know, high security website, will you? Like, no, I'm not going to go jump off that digital bridge. Not for right. Cal. Yeah. So the real point of this lesson is, in my opinion, thought control. Because Chris specifically says our curiosity is to learn more about God and his world. And I think there's a big difference between the world and his world. Mm-hmm. Because to learn about the world, you have to ex- observe things as they are. You have to listen to actual experts in their field, regardless of if they have the same worldview as you. You have to acknowledge that other people's experiences lead them to different but valid perspectives. And you have to challenge yourself when you come up against information that causes dissonance in your brain. But mm-hmm. to learn about to learn about God's world, you have to view everything through the lens of evangelical Christianity. You have to listen to what Christians say about any given thing, or at least 
put a thick Christian spin on everything an expert says. You have to believe that people who don't have the same beliefs as you are wrong and are going to burn in hell forever. And you have to actively avoid any information that conflicts with your worldview or that might lead you to doubt or question what you've been told to accept. Damn. You're 100% right. You are. Mm -hmm. But first, you have to remember that we're supposed to be in the world but of the word of the word purse uh. you see so yeah we, we can we can live in this world and we can we can subjugate it we can exploit it but only for the benefit of god and not for any innate human curiosity or maintenance and no 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 no. you know what purse though i think that there's one more important question the most important question of the episode and that is did your curiosity ever get you in trouble if it has, please write a letter about it and send it into the <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey offices at whatever address in Colorado. Or if you're in Canada, send it to this P.O. box. Yeah. yeah, children, put your full name, your full return address, and and times that you've gotten in trouble because you've been a little too curious. Just tell me and your naughty slip, little slip, thoughts. Maybe slip a, slip a full photo of you in there if you can. It is it's pretty gross. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, and, and like the the ability to take care of kids like Percy you were very right in pointing it out that like the internet safety mm-hmm. should have been a much more um, important priority for kids particularly at this time when we were still in the you know sort of wild west of the internet <laughs> the old west fun world of the internet if you will. exactly yeah <laughs> the silver dollar city of the of the internet uh, but also it's wildly important because all three of us as previously mentioned managed to find sexual content way before it was appropriate for us to have found sexual content online uh and even with our parents listening to shit like this then they're like no i'm sure they'll find their way this definitely is not a problem and ironically at the same time that i was finding sexual content online i was pretty into reading the bible i was i I loved it it was great (laughs) yeah so you can do both. You can do like, both. Uh, I, I will agree in principle that there are some guardrails we should put up around our curiosity, particularly if our curiosity leads us into situations that could hurt us or others. And that's what Cal did. Uh, Cal got into a dangerous situation and Alex made some good points about internet safety. And I just, yeah, we've said it. The writers could have used this as an opportunity to teach kids about how to protect themselves and others but instead, they we also get this confusing scene where the adults in the show put the kids back into the dangerous situation where they have to yeah. interact with a mysterious adult criminal on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and that's and that was part of the confusing part to me because before, when it was just the two boys getting on that computer and accessing that website, it was bad. But then mm-hmm. later, when the two boys get on that computer to access the website, when the adults are watching, it's okay. But the action hasn't changed. They haven't mm-hmm. learned anything. It's just that it's relative when it's allowed and when it's not. I am dying to know what Aram was trying to show the kids. And I wish that he just would have shown them when the police were there. Because, like, what would the police have done? You know, like, they have no idea what it is that Aram is trying to show these kids. And the police are just yeah. like, you go explore and let us know what happens. Um, hello? That is not how children work, my dude. 
Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's important for you to watch or, like, know what it is that they're going to interact with before they do it. Like, isn't that kind of the point of having a fucking parent or whatever? Or, like, I don't know, cops, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating that we were children yeah. listening to this and I was like, this is cool and good. And now I listen to it as an adult and it makes me sad inside. It makes me sad inside that we listen to stuff like this. And I'm mad at Focus on the Family for putting out such shitty, thoughtless content. Yeah, and for keeping all of the web links still active, yeah. I have been checking every single one that gets mentioned, and these audio episodes from two thousand, those websites are still up. They yeah. still redirect to focus on the family websites. Like you know, there's yeah. so much good they could have done in the world, but they decided to do this. <laughs> yeah, and like they could have just made a show for kids. Like the Novacom series is interesting. It's fun. Yeah. It's spooky. You could have just done that without having to like shoehorn these lessons into it. Mm-hmm. I'm they... also going to point out that the word Novacom was not mentioned at all in this episode. Yeah, that didn't that didn't come up once. <laughs> nope, you're right. And, and what's what's interesting is that if you like, obviously you know we're doing the Novacom saga, so you know this has to something to do with it. But it's interesting to think that listeners listening to this in 2000 had no idea that this was connected to the previous episode. I had I if I hadn't known I wouldn't know that these follow each other honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was that's what, that lesson. It, what uh, an it, episode! Like, I just like as I was listening to Chris, it just made me think of this certain family member of mine who homeschools their kids in this <laughs> very controlled environment. And they post all the time about how much their kids love to learn and their sense of wonder about the world. But I have looked through their homeschool books, and it is gross. Every every single thing that you might learn in school, like, yeah, they do learn math, and they do kind of learn about science. But all of it is used as propaganda. And it is downright chilling to hear these child-aged relatives spewing that nonsense as if it's this ob- obvious, absolute truth. And we, like, that is what Focus on the Family thinks we should be doing with kids. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it, it's, it's, it's gross. It's really incredible to sort of look back on sort of, the, of those, like, Abeka Press or, like, Bob Jones University sort of stuff mm-hmm. that, like, centers creationism, that centers a, and like, an evangelical worldview upon these things. And rather than just, you know teaching us math and science it's all filtered like through this lens and the like the ends of internet safety it's like oh no you have to be you know a good christian you don't just have to be a good person but you have to adhere to all of these really weird rules and shoehorn stuff in where you don't really need it (laughs) i don't know if we need to um mention pidges and my personal experiences with like bob jones university books or becca books um because we did learn from those directly and they did recently come up on reddit on uh fundy snark which is a great page it's a lot of fun uh and on there was a page about science about how humans and dinosaurs lived at the same time and we know that because of the bible uh so yeah great to reflect back on these books the shit that kids were taught and uh like how much that influenced my access to the world it is just wild like i had to learn about i had to learn about evolution in my 20s <laughs> i felt like way behind everybody else but you know um should we end this episode with a prayer 
Well, do we want to do we want to do the discussion questions? For oh, this oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yes, let's do the discussion yeah. questions. Um, so, question number one: Why didn't Wit want Connie talking about Eugene on the radio? Because Wit knows more than the audience. I was very confused because it's like, wh- why? Why can't you talk about a person that works at your local community college on the public radio with the kids who were just at the community college? I I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Unless, like, Eugene is up to something nefarious. And I also think that, like, Wit, this is not the answer Adventures in Odyssey wants, but, like, Wit probably wants to have control of these narratives. Mm. And he wants to be the one investigating and finding out and probably doesn't like sharing the spotlight. Mm. I I could agree with that, yeah. But is it possible that there's something else? I mean, Eugene hasn't been working there for a week. It could be something like he's going through something personal, like he just doesn't need a whole lot of attention brought to him. He's kind of distancing himself. Maybe he's leaving religion, distancing himself from wit's end. He doesn't want to be talked about so much by that group. You know, maybe wit just hasn't communicated something that Eugene asked him to communicate. Maybe that's it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we find out about Eugene in the coming episodes. What did Alex? This isn't even a discussion question. This is great. What did Alex's dad tell him about being too curious? He was essentially like, "You're allowed to be curious, but like you have to make your own decisions about like what you're curious about." Wasn't it something to that degree? I guess he's like you have to make the right choice or something, which is kind of a different lesson than what. Chris wraps up with it's not necessarily a conflicting lesson but it's it confuses the virtue that we're supposed to glean from this I feel Mm -hmm. like well and also like I feel like this is getting into some hairy topics for focus on the family of you know do you be encouraging curiosity in children let's not develop these skills too early you know curiosity is dangerous to Christians yep it it just is Weird Um, that the more you know about the world, the less Christianity makes sense. Yep. And the more you ask questions about the world, the more you're going to find out about the world. So you got to nip it in the bud. Mm -hmm. You got to nick it in the bud. Yeah, nip it in the bud. Nick it in the bud. Um, Oh, that makes me miss my boyfriend. (laughs) He's out of the country. Gay. So gay. Um, But yeah, you you have to teach kids what they're even allowed to have questions about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the prescribed answer Mm -hmm. for those questions. Yes. Right. Because they can't be. That's such a good point because it's not just you can ask all sorts of questions about God, but you have to come to the right conclusion about God. Your curiosity can lead you to want to know more about God, but only the the, these specific things about God. Mm -hmm. And again, I think it's important to recognize that the the white middle class Christian um, American pool that this was being made in like that influences what answers they think are correct Mm -hmm. and what they Mm -hmm. want out of the people that follow yep is there a third uh this the last question is three crest questions in one okay um have you ever been really curious about something (laughs) yes Yes. never ever (laughs) mostly about i've never been curious in my life (laughs) that's mostly what i've been curious about but i've learned a lot yeah, mm-hmm. um, that was good for discussion. Yeah. How could curiosity be a bad thing? 
I guess if you're curious about what it would feel like to wear a swimsuit made out of human flesh, that could be a bad thing. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want to do yoga. Or if you have allergies. Ooh, true. I'm allergic to peanuts. I'm sometimes curious what some of these peanut candies taste like, but it could be a bad thing for me to pursue that. I'm allergic yeah. to shrimp. Mm. But I know what shrimp tastes like. Suck. It was taken from me. Oh. I know. That is rough. Yeah. You developed an allergy in adulthood? Yeah, I was 20. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's been very upsetting. It's been really hard <laughs> for us to go through. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll be praying for you. Yeah. I can't think of a single thing happening that's more important than my shrimp allergy to pray for so if everybody could just devote their prayers to that exclusively yeah. thank you i appreciate it well why don't why don't we de- devote our prayers to that we'll this yeah this week it I, I was thinking this week we could pray to C- clay aiken or <laughs> abe lincoln <laughs> whatever you decide to hear hold on i gotta i'm gonna show my whole ass here who is clay aiken Ooh. oh my goodness oh my god he was the first winner of american idol oh 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 oh, oh. okay wait let me let me just pull up some some fun facts all right uh who who should lead off this week uh i'll start this time okay and then me and then you close purse yeah i'd I'd love to okay i'll just go ahead and mute we come to you daddy clay aiken holy father in the sky Bestow upon us with your, uh, your grace and your candor, your your harmony and your melody. Bring to us the knowledge of how to peruse the internet safely, how to experiment with our friends using consent and uh, <laughs> non-restricted access. Uh, Clay, please. Your children need help combating shrimp and peanut allergies. If you can come through, our stomachs would be very grateful. Uh, Clay, you the best man. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Gay Abe Lincoln, I raise myself, you know, I humble myself before you. I raise this prayer to your ghost that still inhabits the White House. You who taught us how to access dead children through spiritual means and through tarot and through seances, be with us here today because we know that's what gay version of God would want for us. Um, according to this 2004 New York Times article that is the hollowed text of our Lord and Savior. We recall the title, Finding Homosexual Threads in Lincoln's Legend. And I thank you, Gay Abe Lincoln, for everything you represent to us. Squeeze, squeeze. Our most merciful and glorious, powerful Clay Aiken who ain't gay fakin', but is a true homosexual. We just bow humbly at your feet. We are on our knees before you. First, just to worship. Just to, to fall on our knees at your feet to worship. And we praise you 
we praise your name. And a quick Google image search, our, our Lord, just it showed me that you have not aged well. And that is a sacrifice that you have made for all of us. And we love you and we thank you so much for that. And our, our, our Lord, Clay Aiken, that was, that was an appropriate Google image search. But we ask that you would guide us in all of our Google image searches, that we would be uh, mindful of the things we type and of the images we see, that we may honor you with all of our Google image searches and all of our internet histories. Amen. And it is with, with love and adoration and contrition for all of our many, many sins that we, uh, we come before you. And it's in your glorious, wonderful, beautiful, kind of less beautiful these days, name that we pray. And all God's people said, It's a rain yes, and then. Queen. Oh. Huh. I'll pick one of those. <laughs>